welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 10, Never Gonna Give You Up. And Kelsey, will you please read us the YouTube summary? Sure can. Um, Terry is at the top of her game when she lands the lead in the school play and has a wonderful boyfriend in Rick. Wrong on both counts. However, Hazel is concerned when she notices Rick's overly controlling behavior. Spinner fights feeling jealous when JT starts spending a lot of time with Paige. I mean, no. I mean, a half right, kind of. But the first two points are wrong because, first of all, Rick, terrible boyfriend, worst boyfriend alive. And she's not the lead of the school play. She's the lead of, like, a drama class play that is, and it's, like, one of many plays that are being performed. Like, she's not the lead. They're misinformed. Also, not on the top of her game. <laughs> so that whole sentence has a lot of problems, but it was not even really almost there. The only thing they got was like she was the lead in a play in like a scene from a play that they were performing for English class, which again, English class, they seem to either only read Shakespeare or like put on little plays. It's more of like a drama class at this point. I think they said that it was a drama class. I think it's specifically a drama class, not English. Um, yeah. Because it's not Shakespeare. So how can it be an English <laughs> class at Degrassi? Well, I assume because I'm pretty sure Queen Kwan was the teacher. Uh, I think Terry mentioned something about it. I don't know. I like to think that Queen Kwan is multifaceted <laughs> and like also put does like drama class. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Can you tell us a little bit about this song that's never, never going to stop being stuck in my head? <laughs> oh, the song. Um, so this episode is named after Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley, released in 1987, but has resurfaced since um, as a form of an internet meme of Rick Rolling. I'm sure everyone listening knows exactly what this song is and how it has been used in recent years. And I'm sorry that we're playing it underneath what we're saying right now because it's going to be stuck in your head forever. It's going to be stuck in my head forever, and I'm not even listening to it. I just, like... <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Okay, carrying on. You're now challenging me to line up that part of the song with you are singing to it. Thank you very much. <laughs> sorry. No pressure. <laughs> Um, I mean, you want to just dive right in because fucking, I just want to talk about Rick starting off this goddamn episode by saying "milady." Like, why don't you just tip your down your fedora and like write an MRA post on Reddit? You fucking twat! I hate him so much, and Marco already feels the same way because immediately it's just like side eye from Marco as they're sitting down and and like the gym for class, and I'm like. Same, Marco. Rick is fucking awful and disgusting, and this whole episode is just, like, very frustrating to watch because he is the worst. Um. Also, just fair warning, there, we might swear a lot more than we are, and we already swear a lot. We're probably going to be swearing <laughs> a lot more in this episode. I started off by saying twat. I'm really sorry. I just really hate this guy. I dare, I hate him more than fucking Spinner at this point because he's just a monster. He's a monster and he's hurting Terry and she's our sweet potato and we're sad. 
So the episode starts. They're in the gym. They're assigned some play scene, whatever the hell. And Jimmy is the director, which fucking Rick takes quite umbrage with and is like, but the theater is in my blood. My mom like spent whatever the fuck years on the boards of Stratford. And you're like, go away and die, please. Plus, like, as two people who live in New York and go to Broadway shows, like, Rick bragging about that is, like, hugely laughable. So, anyway, um, Jimmy is the director. Marco is, like, a dying son, which is amazing. I'm pretty sure Hazel is a nurse, and Terry is the lead in the scene, like, the mom of Marco. And Rick gets booted to, like, stage manager. Rightfully so. And Jimmy does the casting, and I thought it, I like that Jimmy like saw the potential in Terry being the lead, even though he has like a romantic history with Hazel. Like like Jimmy's a good friend. Like that is I feel like the theme of this episode, like this the like down, down, down underneath everything is Jimmy's a good friend. Jimmy's a great friend. And after like immediately after Terry gets cast in the lead, she's like Oh, I don't know, though. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do a good job after she sees that, like, Rick has been sidelined to stage manager or whatever. And I'm like, no, stop second guessing yourself and don't go to Rick for advice because he is the worst, most, like, emotionally manipulative, awful human being ever. Like, get away from him. I can't even call him garbage because he's less than garbage. (laughs) Like, I call Spinner garbage all the time. And, like... Rick is so much worse than garbage that, like, he doesn't even deserve garbage. Like, he's like the slime that's underneath garbage. I was going to say, Rick is scum. He is a scrud. <laughs> is that a friend's reference? <laughs> he is a scrud. Good call. He's also, he's just, you know, he's like the slime that's underneath a garbage can. Like, he's garbage juice, is what Rick is. Oh, <laughs> uh, he is garbage juice. Um, so. They start, like, practicing the play, and Jimmy is wearing a very nice striped polo, and we actually mentioned how we didn't take a lot of fashion notes, but do we want to try to go into fashion police, like, for just a little bit? Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, I took almost no fashion notes. Uh, Paige is wearing this graphic shirt for, like, the last half of the episode that looks like it has the Little Mermaid on it, and I'm sure that it doesn't, but I like to think that it does, because that's cute. It's a cute look for her. She looks good. Um, Rick looks dumb always forever. He looks the worst um, towards the end when he's wearing like that weird like gray sweatshirt like on top of like, like he just like he looks like he's wearing a lot like and he's also wearing like a plaid shirt under it and then a white shirt underneath. It's too many things and they're all bad because he's garbage. Um, uh terry's outfit in the play is really weird like she's wearing like a mom sweater and stuff and like pearls and whatever on top and she looks fine then on the bottom she's wearing like drawstring sweatpants and i don't it's very conflicting i also wrote why are jt and spinner fighting when they're dressed exactly the same they should be (laughs) twinning it out because they're both wearing like puka shell necklaces and like the same shirt i'm like you guys are just the same person like it's fine just hug it out be like hey where'd you get your puka shell necklace i don't know like this place oh man that's where i get mine we should go shopping go shopping i what i did write down that there are so many puka shells happening it's very 2003 
I'm pretty sure uh, JT has like multiple versions of puka shell necklaces that he wears throughout the episode. Um, also, Manny is wearing like some tropical like one sleeved shirt. And it just reminded me of how like one sleeved shirts used to be a thing. I'm pretty sure I owned one in middle school, probably because of Degrassi. And I just I just I'm like, why was that ever a thing? It's so weird and lopsided looking. And I'm glad that they don't really exist anymore. You know, they're bad. They're a bad thing. Don't bring those back, please. Like, fashion is cyclical, and I get that, but don't bring back one-sleeved shirts. <laughs> so weird. And yes, like, Rick was just, like, had wore too many layers all the time. He would always, he would, like, the least amount of clothing he wore would be, like, a t-shirt with a, like, open button-up over it, and it was just too many things. It's so he can hide who he is. It's fine. Um, it's it's terrible. And like none of them are ever like complimentary things. It's always like deeply conflicting styles. And that is what he is layering. I'm like, this is not a fashion choice. This is just an error in judgment because you're garbage juice. Also, his glasses are awful. His like weird, like kind of Harry Potter glasses. But I don't even want to call them that because that would almost be a compliment. They're like awful, awful circly glasses. I hate them. I hate him. He's garbage. He's the worst. He's terrible. Um, so Fashion Police has just, again, turned into shitting on Rick, which will be the entire episode, I'm sure. But I think that's all I have. Yeah, I think that's all I have, too. Um, so, yeah, Rick says, milady, it's gross. Play, slimy. Yeah, they're practicing the play, and... Like, Rick keeps giving stupid, like, notes to Terry because he can't relinquish control, which is a theme in his personality. And so he keeps, so Terry's, like, nervous and she's kind of stiff and she's not doing great. And then Rick is like, remember to breathe. And then she starts, like, over-breathing and sounds like she's hyperventilating. She's like, it's okay, son. I'm going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Rick is giving terrible advice. <laughs> Second of all, Terry cannot take direction well at all. Like, everything is so over-exaggerated. I'm like, oh no, no, you should not be the lead in this play. Until she's actually in the play when she's kind of good. Um, I, I mean, obviously she's going to be good because she's like an actual actress. But <laughs> still, like, Terry, the character, cannot act and cannot take direction. Because, like, if someone's like, remember to breathe, like... With your mouth closed and <laughs> like, like, you know, I feel like these are all common sense things. So I blame them both for Terry's bad acting, but I blame Rick for everything else. Yeah. And he's just so condescending to Jimmy, like throughout the entire like play experience. And Jimmy is just like not having it. But then we cut over to Spinner and Craig are walking through the halls and like, they see JT talking with Paige, and Spinner's, like, ugh, annoying. And Craig is like, why is he hanging out with her? Like, what is going on? And Spinner's like, oh, she had a hard time last year, and he was there to help, so now she feels like she owes him, which I don't think is why she hangs out with him, but it's probably why Spinner hopes that he hangs out, she hangs out with him. And Craig is, like, in full-on monster mode. Is like, well, that doesn't mean that you have to hang out with them. Like, tell them to leave. And I'm like, ugh, Craig. Yeah, this is kind of Craig, like, nearing his worst. Like, he's just, like, I feel like the deeper he gets into this weird love triangle thing, the more stressed out he is and the more of, like, just a jerk 
he's acting because he's not like like I feel like Craig last season would have just been like hey man just let it go like it's you know they're friends whatever who cares let it go but in this he's like like steepling his fingers and being like ha, you can break them up like stop it he's like stake your claim like you like you the page is yours like blah 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 it's like weird and territorial which I feel like Craig is becoming even though he's juggling two girls I don't know it's gross so then Spinner goes over to them and it's like oh hey JT leave and then JT starts doing that dumb like repeat everything Spinner says thing and Spinner's like that makes me crazy and like JT keeps doing it and Spinner almost punches him but then he sees Paige and she's like giving him a look and he's like I'm not gonna do anything and it's just like a whole dumb thing yeah it's like JT is a child. It's really <laughs> annoying. Like, whenever he does the imitating thing, like, I'm like, yeah, no, that's super annoying. And it makes you, like, seem like a little kid and, like, like an annoying little brother. And, like, if you're trying to impress Paige at all, that's not going to help. But also, like, Spinner is just such a Neanderthal. Or is it Neanderthal? I never know. Which one is it? Do you know? I think Neanderthal. I think that works. Okay, good, because I'm like, I feel I feel weird saying Neanderthal. It sounds like I'm, like, <laughs> messing something up, but I know that, like, on TV sometimes they'll say that instead. So it's a weird insecurity that I have. <laughs> I think it either is correct, so go with what makes you comfortable. But, yeah, Spinner is kind of, a, like, a pre-evolved human. So that happens, and then we cut to Rick and Terry, like, walking down the hallway, and Rick being, like, dumb and... Being like, so, like, what do you think of Jimmy? How long have you known him? Being, like, the most insecure. And Terry's like, I've known him since seventh grade. Like, I like him. And Rick is like, what? And she's like, not like that, obviously. He's my friend. I love you. You're the best thing that's ever happened in my life. And they're all disgusting. And Jimmy sees them and, like, openly is like, ugh. And then he starts talking to Hazel about how they are nauseating and how Rick is nauseating. And... It's just like, yes, Jimmy, we all feel the same. He is awful. Yeah. And Hazel's like, oh, I think it's sweet. And Jimmy's like, he doesn't creep you out. <laughs> and I'm like, Jimmy fucking gets it, man. Because that's the thing. It's like Rick is super creepy. Like even before he's hitting Terry, spoiler alert, like even before he's smacking her around and like being like physically abusive, he's still emotionally abusive and just like. Even to people that he's not dating, he's clearly a big fucking creep. Like, that, like, just straight up. Like, Jimmy fucking gets it. But I think Hazel is starting to, too. I don't know. Like, not quite yet. But she's like, well, she seems to like him. So let's just be good friends. So, like, Hazel's good this episode. She's, like, very aware of shit. But, yeah, she's so, like, she's like, gives good advice. You know, even though Jimmy's totally in the right. <laughs> she's just, like, let's just be her friend. She likes him. That's what matters. Yeah, she says, like, he is her first boyfriend. Like, let's just ride this out. It's, like, puppy love. Like, it'll be fine. Like, it's harmless at this point as far as we're concerned. So they're at the dot and, like, Oh, by the way, Spinner works at the dot now, I guess. <laughs> so they're at the dot and Spinner comes over to take their order and like and Terry's like, I'm going to have a burger. And Rick's like, 
aren't shouldn't you have a salad like yesterday you were talking about how you were craving a salad and marco's <laughs> like does anyone ever crave a salad and everyone laughs and Holland and i are like lol same and like and terry's like you know what you're right she's like what kind should I get? And he's like, you should get a garden salad with a light dressing. Get the healthiest option. And she's like, you're so smart. And I'm throwing up everywhere. Just all over Holland's apartment. Just throwing up because I hate him. He's ugh, ugh, ugh. It's like, it's so controlling and gross. It is a gross thing. And this, for whoever is listening to this, if you are on a date and a person orders for you, don't go on a date with that person anymore. Like, it's not romantic, especially if you, like, want pizza. And they're like, you know what? You should have you should have salad with dressing on the side. Like, that's a shitty, mean thing to do. Like, it's weird and manipulative and gross. And never let anyone tell you what to eat. Because fuck those people. Those people are assholes. Um, I don't know. I just, ugh, ugh. I hated this. I hated this so much. Also, just never let anyone tell you what to do, period, because that's controlling and gross and they're a Rick. Get away from anyone who reminds you of Rick because he's a monster and people like him are monsters. Even if they aren't like physically abusive, that is emotionally manipulative and abusive and will fuck with your like psyche. But Terry is under his spell and is like, oh, thanks. You know how to take care of me. You're looking out for me. And you're like, oh, my God, no. So they have their weird like meeting at the dot and that happens. And then um so one night and then Jimmy makes this but like during this whole thing Jimmy's like making this face and I'm like making the <laughs> same exact face. He just looks so grossed out. Um which like totally get it. Like we are one me and Jimmy. Um and then JT is walking down the hall and he like says hi to Manny and I'm like are they friends again because there was like never any resolution after like he asked her out and she like totally like just was like nope bye and like Emma freaked out like there was no resolution between JT and Manny and now suddenly like JT is kind of popular and they're kind of friends and I don't know it's it's weird like I feel like I missed like a chunk of their lives do you yeah I don't know I think it's just like it there was enough time where it blew over and they're like fine again but they're not like besties I don't know so he's like hey Mandy what's going on and then Mr. Radich is like oh hey JT um do you want to explain this love note you sent me and JT's like what what are you talking about and it's like roses are red violets are blue like Radich is something and or my name is JT York and I love you I think was what it was and JT's like, that's a joke. Like, it's not me. And he's like, that's good to know. And then he walks away. And then JT opens his locker. And there's, like, pictures of Radich everywhere. And then Spinner, like, rounds the corner. is like, hey, like, looks like you're in love or something. And so the prank war has officially begun. He's like, I'm male bonding. Because Paige told him to, like, male bond with JT. And he's like, mm, I'm male bonding, a.k.a. I want you to stay away from Paige or I'm going to keep doing this to you. Spinner is bad at pranks. Like, this is is a stupid prank. It's not, I mean, I don't like pranks at all. Like, I think pranks are, like, weird and stressful, and I don't understand why you would be mean to your friends on purpose, um, ever. But whatever, it's fine, you know, to each their own. But this is, like, a weird fucking prank. It is weird. So, this, thus begins the prank war, and then we hop back over to, they're practicing the play again, 
And Rick is like, the three-quarter. Oh, I think, like, when they're at the dot, Rick is like, the three-quarter rule. Like, you shouldn't be standing. You should stand at least three-quarter toward the audience so everyone can hear you. And Jimmy's like, okay, that was actually good advice, thanks. But then, because Terry is awful at taking direction, we're, when we're back to practicing, she's standing directly to the audience and is like, Mama is here. It is fine. And is like, Jimmy's like, um... Terry, what are you doing? You're not looking at Marco like at all. Like you're, it's four quarters to the audience at this point. <laughs> and um, then he's like, Rick, can I talk to you for a second? And then he pulls Rick aside and is like, your direction is getting in the way of Terry's performance. I'm the director. I We're going on this afternoon. I think you need to step off and maybe leave. And I'm going to do what I want because I am the director. Please like realize that. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm glad that Jimmy stood his ground because he was like, you are distracting um, because you're bad at giving advice and Terry's worse at taking it. <laughs> so, like, and, like, I feel like Jimmy would make a great director because every time he starts to say something, I'm like, I feel like this is going to be a thing. Because he's like, just think of, and that's when Rick always cuts him off. And I'm like, I feel like he's about to give some, like, solid advice. Because Marco is, like, extremely dramatic and doing a good <laughs> job and he's not listening to Rick. And Hazel, when she's finally in the play, is the best acting we've seen from Hazel the character, not not like the actress herself. But like, you know, Hazel the character is usually like bad at things like this, like singing or acting or whatever. And like L-O-V-E when she's like the weird cheerleader. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, I feel like Jimmy's a good director. So fucking just stand your ground to Rick. But anyway, so that's like just like a brief thing that happens. Um, and then <laughs> the fucking. All right. So JT gets back at Spinner by pantsing him. And I have two notes. Um, cool slow-mo because it, the whole thing is like weird and in slow motion. Actually, three notes. JK. So cool slow-mo. Cool heart boxers like you're a goddamn cartoon character, Spinner. <laughs> cool tearaway pants that you're wearing for no reason i know i was like what are the chances he's wearing tearaway pants i mean i recognize that might be what gave jt the idea i'm like giving him that credit for noticing that spinner was wearing the tearaway pants and then doing the prank but i made i probably invented that in my brain but yes it's a whole pantsing incident he's like in the middle of the hallway and is like surrounded by people laughing at him it's a whole thing and it's just like, all right, I guess the stakes have been upped. I don't know. Whatever. This prank war is stupid. But then after that, it's like the afternoon and they're finally doing the performance. And like Margo's dramatic as hell. And it's like, mama. And it's perfect. Hazel, Hazel's a great nurse. Terry is doing a good job until she like looks into the audience. And Rick like is like shaking his head and is like visibly like, oh my God, this is awful. And then she starts like deep breathing again and then it's awful. And then everyone starts laughing at her. Yeah, like why are these kids so mean? <laughs> and like before she even gets to go on, Rick is like weird and psyching her out and he's like, you know, and she's like, he's like venting about Jimmy and she's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, it's not your fault, which is like maybe the nicest thing Rick has ever said. <laughs> and then of course goes on to like, I'm just nervous for you because if because you're going to embarrass yourself in front of everyone and everyone's going to laugh at you and you're going to feel humiliated. And I just feel so bad that this is going to happen to you now. And it's like, 
oh fuck you you're such a fucking asshole and so he gets in her head and that's when she looks over to him like mid-performance which by the way she's doing a good job hazel's doing a good job marco's kind of overacting but that's like (laughs) his whole deal like it's part of his charm so whatever and then she looks at him and he's like shaking his head and i'm like oh you are just garbage juice and then people laugh and then she like walks off stage and it's like the end and then i think it's after school and she's mad she's angry and they're like walking like in some weird alleyway and she's like and rick is like pretending like nothing happened and she's like are we gonna talk about what happened like i like you gave me bad advice this is bad and then he is like grabs her arm and is like i'd not like that tone and he like turns into even more of a scary monster and like bruises her arm and it's awful and it's turned to physical abuse and i don't like it he's he's just the fucking worst and yeah and he's like it makes me feel stupid and i'm like good because you're stupid so leave her alone and yeah he grabs her arm and thankfully she's like wow fuck you and she leaves because but she looks really scared which is very understandable um yeah and then she like and she leaves and the next day she gets off the bus and he's there with a bunch of fucking flowers because that's like his whole deal and i'm just like he's just such a classic abuser you know he's just like i'm sorry i love you i was jealous here's presents you're the best thing that's ever happened to me you know i just i'm just i love you so much it's hard for me not to imagine that like everyone else doesn't love you as much as i do meanwhile i am full-on vomiting all over I'm like, Terry, no, stay away from him. Like, don't you learn about the cycle of abuse in health class? Like, read the signs. Go away. But she buys into it because she is an impressionable teenager and things like this happen in the real world. And she's like, oh, he didn't mean to do it. And he like, she, like, takes him back and they're fine again, supposedly. Yeah. Plus, plus she's, like, she's so insecure and she, like, is so down on herself all the time that I feel like if anyone likes her, she's just going to, like, glom on and be like, this is my only shot. Which, like, I understand that mentality. But it's like, Terry, you're so much better than this. Yeah. It's awful. And so then they're in the bathroom. Paige, Hazel, and Terry are all in the bathroom. And Paige and Hazel are, like, teasing her about Rick. And like, oh, my God, like, we need to have a girls' night so we can gab. And Terry's like, oh, okay, well, I need to check with Rick first. And you're like, ugh. And they're like, oh, you have him wrapped around your finger. Like, he'll for sure say yes. And it's like, meh. And then Paige leaves and Hazel sees that Terry has a bruise on her arm. And she's like, oh, hey, what happened there? And just like on like concerned friend alert. And Terry's like, oh, volleyball serve. <laughs> Awful. And then Terry, uh, Hazel's like not believing that. But she doesn't question it because she I'm assuming she doesn't want to, like, jump to conclusions, but she knows something is up. Hazel's no dummy, as we can also see later on in the episode. But, like, one of the things that, like, was weird to me and concerned me was, like, she was like, oh, I have to ask Rick. And their reaction was like, oh, he'll be fine with it. Like, you have him wrapped around your finger. Not like, why do you need to ask your boyfriend for permission to see your friends? Like, I feel like that would have been my first 
thought to hearing my friend be like, I need to ask my boyfriend if I can hang out. Like, first of all, you're children, so you shouldn't have to ask permission. Also, he's not your father. That's gross. And I mean, even if you are like an adult, like if you're in a relationship, I don't care like if you're married or whatever, unless they're your parent, they shouldn't be able and like you're like a child, they shouldn't be able to control your life like that like no person like you shouldn't have to be like oh I and this goes for friendships too you shouldn't have to be like I have to ask my boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or fiance or friend even just like a good friend oh I have to ask if I can hang out with you because they might get mad at me or whatever like that's that's it this person might not be physically abusive but that's a form of abuse that's like being an over controlling crazy person that you feel like you need permission to do something from a person that is not your parent when you are a child I'm ranting I'm just I just don't like that yeah it's stupid you should be like oh I offhand I know I don't have any plans tonight yes I will make plans with you person and then you like don't even have to check in unless they're like oh do you want to do something like oh sorry I already made plans with the girls let's do something a different night that is what like a normal conversation should be between a person and their boyfriend slash girlfriend slash whatever the fuck. But this is not a healthy relationship. So she goes to check with Rick in the gym and she's like, hey, the girls wanted to have a girls night. Um, we're not doing anything. Right. And he's like, um, so I can't come. And she's like, no, it's a girls night. And he's, he's like, I understand the concept of what a girls night is. I'm not stupid. Um, but why do you, I just don't understand why you need one. Is it so you can talk about me? And she's like, um, no, but like, you're going to talk about your boyfriend on a girl's night, but whatever. And she's like, what do you do? Why are you getting crazy? You're acting. I think she says you're acting crazy. And then he fucking slaps her across the face. It's bullshit. It's absolute. Bu- like, I fucking hate this guy. Oh, and he's also like, what are you going to go pick up guys? Which like defeats the purpose of a girl's night in. <laughs> Sorry. he But he is. He's acting crazy and stupid. And he slaps her across the face. And it's, it like is infuriating. And she just, she her lip is bleeding and she just takes it and like moves. And she like, it's like, I mean, I'm glad that she goes to her girls night. But I'm like, seriously, Terry, like just, just fucking get out of there. Get out of there, dude. I don't know. Meanwhile, this dumb prank war is still <laughs> going on. Like, Spinner walks over to JT and they're like talking and then he like leaves and all of a sudden Manny comes over and she's like talking to him and all of a sudden farting noises are happening. It's very dumb. It's because he like goes over to JT at his locker and like fake apologizes to him while Craig sneakily like drops like a fart noise thing in JT's locker and then they go like across the hall or something. And Manny walks by and they're talking and then they like start making the fart noises come out of his locker. And it's very embarrassing for JT because Manny is grossed out. And this is when she's wearing her like one sleeve shirt. And it's like, oh, my God, a whole other thing happened in this dumb prank war. But um, it's stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. Do you think that maybe Craig is involved in this because JT has a history of having a crush on Manny? So because like one of the things that he's directly involved in with the like embarrassing JT is something that happens to Manny and maybe he's like trying to trying to like stake his territory or whatever I don't know because he was the one who like kind of started Spinner being like actively annoyed with JT 
at the beginning and that didn't have anything to do with Manny. But I'm sure it's like maybe a part of it's like just another thing that helps him do it. I don't know. I don't think it's totally about Manny. I think Craig is just kind of devolved into a monster. Yeah, I hate to say it, but Craig sucks now. Like, I mean, still like, damn, but like (laughs) Craig sucks now. Maybe he'll get better. Both of our faves are not great this season. Mm -mm. (laughs) Season three is rough for Sean and Craig. But you know what? Season three has been great on Jimmy. So I'm like, it's fine. I'm okay with it. (laughs) So then they're having girls night and they're like eating snacks. And like Hazel and Terry are talking. And I think Hazel notices that Terry has like a cut lip. And I don't remember Terry's excuse, but it's probably bad. Cold sore. Cold sore, right. And Hazel's like, Hazel just confronts her and is like, if Rick was hurting you, you would tell me, right? And it's like full on concerned friend mode, like just tackling the issue head on. And then Terry, of course, gets very defensive and is like, like, what are you talking about? Like, you're just jealous and I have a boyfriend. Da, 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 da. And then she like walks out. Hazel is a good friend. Like, this is a primetime Hazel episode. I'm very proud of her. Um, I don't know. She's awesome. So, yeah. So, it's, like, just, I don't know. Yeah. And and Paige, like, comes back and suddenly Terry's gone. She's like, what is happening? Um, Paige is a little out of the loop. But she has her own weird boyfriend and JT drama going on. By the way, she looks great this whole episode. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Maybe it's, like, the way they're doing her hair. But she looks really good this whole episode. Um... Speaking of her dumb boyfriend JT drama, we cut to the dot. Spinner's working, and guess who shows up? JT. And then he, like, is being an annoying fuck. I literally wrote that down in my notes. And is, like, ordering food, and then Spinner brings it to him. And he's like, this is wrong. I said this. And he, like, does it, like, multiple times until Spinner is like, please stop. This is fine. I've done this three times. You're driving me crazy. And then he starts doing the repeating thing again. And then he, like, picks JT up and his bosses, and he gets demoted. And you're like, JT, not at his place of work, please. I have a few feelings on this because, first of all, as a former longtime waitress, um, this is a shitty thing to do. Don't fucking do this <laughs> to people. Um, but then as a person who's always going to like JT more than Spinner, like, no matter <laughs> the scenario, I'm like, this is a little deserving. Spinner started it. JT was just hanging out with a friend. It's not even like he's flirting with Paige. He's just friends with Paige because he was there for her in, like, a time that she needed it. And they realized that they, like, have a good friendship now. So Spinner is just acting out of, like, jealousy and fucking weirdness. So I'm like, whatever. Spinner deserves everything he gets. Um, but also, like... Don't do this to people at their place of work, like Holland said. Like, don't get involved with their business. Like, just keep it social, keep it personal, I guess. But don't, like, take it to, like, a weird professional level because that kind of sucks. Yeah, it wasn't great. But this whole B plot is just annoying and dumb, just like their fight. But whatever. So then we see Terry, like, is storming out. And somehow, like, Rick finds her. I don't even know how that happened. He's, like, waiting He was, like, a, he was, like, yeah, stalking Paige's house or something. And she's, like, Rick, I don't want to talk right now. I just got into a fight with Hazel. And he's, like, A, I'm not surprised. And B, how about you only hang out with Paige and Hazel at school from now on, right? And you're, like, I hate you. You're so controlling. 
please do not dictate our sweet potatoes life. You're a fucking disgusting monster human. He's the worst. And he's like, and it's not, he's like, let's make a rule that you only see them at school. And it's like, are you serious? Are you like, because first of all, the way he's saying it is so fucking condescending. Like the way you talk to a child when you're making a chore chart, like let's make a rule so that you will wash the floor on Tuesdays and Thursdays. By the way, my roommate kind of has to do that with me because I'm a really like cluttered, messy human. And she's like, should we have a chore chart? I'm like, maybe I'm a child. Um, Holland actually is pointing to her chore chart. So <laughs> we're all there. We feel you. But yeah, he's like being like hugely condescending. And it's back to being just as controlling as before. And Terry's like, you know, I just, I'm done. I can't, like, I can't. And he pushes her up against, um, like, the wall or whatever. Side note, why does every single, like, street in, like, wherever Degrassi is, like, why do they all look like alleyways, like, <laughs> in like industrial neighborhoods like don't they live in the suburbs but also and then she's like this is the last time you'll ever touch me and I'm like well no but we wish (laughs) yeah but it's like yes Terry stand up to yourself and I'm pretty sure it's the same alleyway where Marco and Spinner have their like confrontation when Marco comes out to him but yeah so many alleyways but like he pushes her and then he looks like he immediately like regrets it and she's like He's like, oh, no, that was. And she's like, the last time that you touch me. And I was like, yes, please stand up for yourself. I know this will not last, but just I'm happy it's happening in this moment. And then she runs away. And then it's the next day at school. OK, I'm just going to wrap up the B plot. The next day at school, JT and Spinner make a peace treaty. It's a whole thing. They squash it. Bye. Oh, and then it turns out that JT had sent a love note to Ms. Kwan for Spinner, and it's stupid. And Queen Kwan looks great, by the way. Her <laughs> hair looks fantastic. She's just like, she's looking good. We haven't seen her in a while. So I was like, oh, we missed her. So it's nice to see her, like, actually having some lines and not just, like, being head of an English class. Um, and then also JT pronounces plague like plague, and it was like, oh, ooh, that's rough. Don't do that, please. So they squash it, even though, like, JT, like, double, he, like, he did that thing at the restaurant and sent the note to Queen Quad. It's, like, it's a little too much. It's, like, still uneven, but whatever. Um, It's humorous. And Paige laughs at the note and is, like, oh, my God, I need to see this. This is hilarious. So then we see Jimmy, like, gives Terry a hug and is, like, let me know if you ever, like, have a problem with him. Like, I am here for you. And you're, like, yes, Jimmy, friend of the year. Also, Hazel, friend of the year. But that happens. And then Terry is walking with Hazel. And she's like, I know it's he's awful, but it's bad. I like still kind of care for him. And Hazel's like, but you know you have to stop, right? And then she like walks through the door like and sees a fucking rose on her locker. And she like walks toward it, like pulls it off, like throws it on the ground and sees Rick and like looks him in the eye. And she's like, I know. And like smushes the rose with her foot. And I was like, Yes, smash that fucking asshole rose. It's a good end. It's a good end to this. I mean, it's not the end of Rick. We know this. But um, it is a good end so far. So at least she's on the right track. So I think some of these are pretty obvious. Um, I have a, I have a top contender for Spirit Squad captain. Do you? Yeah. I think... I'm going to go with Hazel as like main spirit squad captain because she's 
as soon as she is suspicious of a problem, she like keeps up with it. She talks to Terry about it. She's just like ultimate concerned friend. But I also think that like Jimmy is like a co-spirit squad captain because he also is just like very he's like concerned about Rick from the beginning, but is like letting Terry like live her life. But as soon as it gets gross, he like stands up to Rick and puts him in his place. That is exactly what I was going to say. Very good call. Um, And then, I mean, ship of the episode is, you know what? I'm going to go JT and Paige just to spite Spinner. (laughs) Um, Sure. I'm going to maybe go like Jimmy and Terry, like friendship, but maybe also kind of a ship because I don't know. Uh, just like not, just I don't know. There weren't very good contenders in this episode. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, and then moral of the episode, I think, is pretty clear. Um, don't be abusive. Don't be controlling. Let your significant other live their life. Also, if you're in an abusive relationship, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, keep an eye out for the signs. If something feels off, it's probably off. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable going to a counselor, or calling a hotline, talk to a friend, do something. And just like if someone is treating you awfully, like you don't deserve that no matter what. Like you will find a normal human being. It's like get out of that gross relationship. So that's all of our stuff. Do we have any? Oh, should we do YouTube comments? Yeah, let's do YouTube comments. So we actually only really have like one YouTube comment because a lot of this, a lot of the YouTube comments on the first page for this episode were just like people being sad for Terry, scared of Rick and not understanding tearaway pants, <laughs> which makes me feel kind of old. Um, But the best response ever was from Millie Campbell five months ago. And I think that her icon is Drake from Hotline Bling, which is appropriate. Um. And it says, why is no one talking about the pun in the episode title? Rick, never going to give you up. I just got Rick rolled. Which, oh my God, we didn't even realize that. Amazing. It's the perfect comment. And we made a joke about being Rick rolled. And we're like, we're not getting, we're not being Rick rolled. Even though the thing is called never going to give you up. But we all just got Rick rolled by watching this fucking episode. So good job, Nellie Campbell. That was a great comment. Um... As for Grapevine, I think we only really have one tweet. It is from Trisha, our like number one tweeter, uh, at TB Trisha T. And it says, I wonder why in the reunion app they didn't t- mention if Marco became a teacher or not. I don't really remember this being a thing, but maybe that's because I stopped watching before he left. Yeah. Was he going to be a teacher? Like, was that like a thing that they were talking about in college? Or, like, on next class, is he a teacher? I feel like we're missing something because we stopped too early. Can someone tell us? Tweet at us if you know the response to this. Or, Trisha, you can just tweet at us also. <laughs> and just someone let us know. Because was he meant to be a teacher? I have no idea. Um, but, yeah, someone tweet at us and let us know. And if you want to tweet at us and be featured on the Grapevine section, you can find us at DegrassiPod on Twitter. You can also send us an email um, for a longer Grapevine mention uh, at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. 
We're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes, podcast.tumblr.com. And you can find us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, you should rate and review us because if you leave us a review, we will make up a little mini fan fiction about you and someone in Degrassi. And it's so much fun for us to do. And I feel like it's fun to hear yourself inserted into fan fiction. Maybe it's just me. But you should do that. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hollandtacular. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what are you going to recommend to the good people of the world today? I am going to recommend a podcast called This Is Really Important. It's a podcast by Jeffrey Self, who is hilarious, and you should just follow him on social media, too. Um, And it's basically just him talking to friends about nonsense, but it's hilarious, and you should listen to it. I am going to recommend um, a human. <laughs> uh, I recommend her Instagram and her Twitter. Um, and also she has a book. Her name is Kelly Oxford. She's very funny. She's like kind of a, like the queen of Twitter. Um, I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her family. I'm obsessed with her two dogs. Um, her Snapchat's great. Her Instagram's great. Her Twitter is the best thing. And she also has a book um, called Everything's Perfect When You're a Liar, which I totally recommend. I read it a while ago. Um, But yeah, Kelly Oxford. Look her up. She kind of knows Nicole Richie. I don't know. It's a thing. She's great. That sounds great. But I think that's all that we have for today. So bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Mm -hmm.